How's everybody doing? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Going to do things a little bit different today and not going to have a guest. We're going to run a solo podcast and I'm going to do this a little bit more frequently. Um, going to keep them short, 15, 20 minutes, but I certainly want to continue having discussions with interesting people. The core of this whole podcast is to learn and to explore. Um, that's not possible to do just on my own. But I've actually felt like some of my own thoughts and things that I want to share have gotten in the way of me having the best conversations with some of my guests. And so as a way to both continue to have the best conversations with my guests, as well as have the ability to share the things that I want to share and that I think are important without doing it in like a forceful way, I thought these would be really good things to do. So I'm going to do that. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it rolls. But I actually kind of was thinking of doing this for a while. And I had a conversation with somebody who reached out asking to be a guest on the podcast. And I won't share this person's name, but what I will share is that they were a life coach. And they said, you know, hey, look, I work with individuals who are high performers and would love to come on your podcast and talk about what I do and what's important to me. And, you know, certainly resonated. He kind of reminded me of like a Tony Robbins kind of character, but rooted in a lot of the things that I found important, accountability, thinking big, really going after your dreams. But we had a prep call. Uh, I like to do prep calls. Thought it'd be a good idea to get to know each other, uh, maybe have a better conversation for the live podcast. And uh, the prep call quickly turned into... Uh, an attempted therapy session is the best way I can describe it. But, you know, it became abundantly clear to me that the podcast guest appearance shtick was more of a, a way to uh, find himself having conversations with potential clients uh, that I'm sure some people get a lot of benefit from that. And listen, uh, I'm a proponent of having a coach or a, a mentor. Um but this individual told me something that was really interesting. He told me that I was resisting greatness, um, which is really an interesting thing to tell somebody when you've only known them for a couple of minutes. Um, you know, certainly as somebody with a lot of pride, that made me go home and think, um, thought about it actually for a couple of days. And it, you know, I think. It actually made me consider like, maybe I need to dive in and explore these thoughts with this guy. And I was like, wait a second. No, like, you know, exactly what you want. Um, and as much as age doesn't matter, you know, a young 29 or 30 year old guy, which is not much younger than me, but seven or eight years is a lifetime when you realize it. Um, this person had a lot of great perspective, but I don't think he really quite understood where I was in my life. And so I had to, you know, respectfully tell him that I appreciated the offer, but that um, let's just keep it to a podcast. And I still wanted to have him on and, you know, that quickly diminished and, you know, he could only do it in person in New York city and a whole bunch of other stuff. So my point in sharing this with all of you is that especially now more than ever, there's a lot of people online, a lot of people with opinions that share them, 
I probably am very forceful with some of my opinions, but I've been very calculated to not go into this world where I feel like I can be coaching people. Um, I mean, I guess part of it in my day to day, I have to coach people all the time with my job and what I do for a living in multiple places, um, being a leader. And so that takes a lot of that energy. I hope that I can just share my perspective and indirectly impact people through example. Um, but to charge people thousands of dollars a month to have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me. Uh, and honestly, I don't want to sell myself short. I've accomplished a lot and I've had the ability to experience a lot, you know, business, personal. Um, I just don't think that me selling that service to other people is uh, something that I'm kind of in a place to do right now. Um, I feel like I'm way past that, which, you know, to each their own. Uh, and again, I'm sure, or at least I hope that there's good intention at the end of the day behind it. But uh, for me, I had to take a step back because my ego was certainly something that was controlling me uh, while I was younger. And uh, even when people would tell me directly to my face, like, hey, you're a little bit too focused on things that you probably shouldn't be focused on. And you need to figure out what's important or slow down. That was a big one, slow down. And I always took that as like, slow down. And I still like, I think slowing down is silly. But I think what people were trying to articulate to me in a poor fashion was that I didn't really seem to have a clear focus. And I recognize that now. Uh, and I'm sure I'll recognize that my focus today isn't as clear as it'll be five years from now. And my hope is that that's an evolving process. Uh, but when you don't have focus or purpose, at least this is my belief, at least for me, you tend to chase after everything. You know, you say yes to everything because I wasn't sure what thing I was saying no to was potentially what my purpose was going to be. So I never wanted to say no. I wanted to try everything to find fulfillment and to find happiness. But, you know, they say it all the time, right? Money doesn't buy happiness. Success doesn't buy happiness. Things don't give you happiness. And they can for a little bit, but when you get to a certain level and you kind of have your basic needs met, it really doesn't give you a whole lot of happiness. It actually gives you a whole lot of stress. Um, for me, having kids was really the difference because my purpose became clear. And when your purpose is clear, you have an easier time saying no to things because if it does not directly assist in my purpose, I really don't have a whole lot of time for it anymore. And, you know, I'm sure that's probably just a different way of talking about growth and evolution of yourself as a person. And so I think I really just want to continue to highlight it and focus on it because if you're aware of it, then you can continue to try to be better tomorrow than you were today while staying focused on what's important to you. And I'm sure that those things of importance will change or things will be added and things will be removed, but I think it's far less than previous. Um, it was just interchangeable every day. It was something new, trying new things and 
just, you know, hobbies. And I still have a lot of hobbies more than I probably need, but uh, putting a lot more time into the ones that matter to me. And for me, it's jujitsu, it's health and fitness. You know, if you follow me on social media, um, and if you don't, you can, it's at real curious Jones. I try to share just the things that I'm doing and I'm not consistent every single day. Like I don't want to berate people every day with my daily routine, but I try to inspire people indirectly. And it's something that I think has happened. I know a lot of people who have started to do the cold plunge or have consistently started exercising more or who have gotten into jujitsu um, or just anything of, of what they care about. So I've heard that people have come and I appreciate hearing that like, Hey, you've been a small part of, you know, getting me focused on things that matter or having me challenge myself and my way of thinking. And so for me, that's my focus. I get up every day and, you know, as much, I can't say I'm a hundred percent consistent, but I try to be as consistent as I can five, six days a week at least. And sometimes I can get all seven days where the ice bath is the first thing that I encounter, 5.30 in the morning. And the number one reason that I do it is it feels great when you get out. Once you've actually experienced that, it's it's enjoyable, the same way that a hard workout is enjoyable. Um, but it's also the hardest thing or one of the hardest things that I'm going to do every single day. And so staring at that water every morning and being able to step into it, sit down up to your neck, get your breathing under control is a very powerful uh, experience. And if you can think about it the right way, I'm able to carry that forward into everything that I do. And I try to go to the gym right afterwards. I get out of the ice bath, I dry off, I throw on some sweats. I go to the, the local YMCA and that's where I, I train in the morning. <clears throat> and I get my workout done and I finish up with the sauna, 20 to 30 minutes in the sauna. And I'm usually back home by 7.30 in the morning. And so I feel accomplished. I feel like my engine's running. And I feel like the days of having the clock strike 10, 11 in the morning, and I've kind of been on social media, scrolling and looking at things and really haven't gotten anything done. Those days are very few and far between, if any, anymore. And so then that creates a whole new reality. And then that reality makes other things that you do less desirable, right? Like you start becoming more strict and disciplined in certain areas. It's not as hard to be strict and disciplined with your diet because you're like, wow, I'm getting up, I'm working out, I'm doing this ice bath, I'm training and everything. Like, why would I eat like shit? Now I'm putting in all this other work. And so now it's actually more work to eat bad, right? And um, that compounds. And then if you can do that, I believe you will be a better version of yourself every day in the grand scheme of things. You know, you're going to have setbacks, but setbacks happen. They're a part of life. And as long as you keep a realistic expectation, you know, and you have a long view as well as a medium view, as well as a short view, you know, that's, that's a great gauge, right? Do the things every day, make your bed, get in the ice bath, go to the gym, eat healthy, don't cheat. And then, you know, medium range, set some goals, right? What are you trying to get accomplished this week? What are you trying to get accomplished this month? What's your goal at the end of the year? And define it, like what's success to you? And if you reverse engineer and you know where you want to be at the end of the year, 
and you challenge yourself and you make it tough, but you, you do it in a way that then you can take a step back and ask yourself, okay, what do I need to do every day, week, and month in order for that goal to come true at the end of the year? And just do that every day, get up and do it. Like it seems so simple and there's so many guys and, and girls and just people in general, right. That are out there struggling and searching for like, I don't know what to do. They are looking for something to make them happy, but things don't make people. We've been convinced that things make us happy. We've been convinced that in this, in this kind of world that we live in, that buying things or things make us happy. And they, they artificially do, right? We get dopamine dumps from things. But that's why people are so unhappy because they've tricked themselves to what true happiness is. And so when they're unhappy, they're looking for the thing to do that's going to make them happy. And it's like, it's no, you need to look for the things that are hard because doing things that are hard every single day changes your perspective and makes you appreciate things more. And that's what makes you happy. It's, it's being comfortable with yourself. It's not doing something that then directly turns into happiness. It's doing a lot of things regularly and creating that positive stress on your body and in your mind and doing that consistently does make you happy. And it's not a cliche. It's not something that people say just to make you feel better. It's something you can experience. And it's counterintuitive to this feeling of, I feel like shit and I need to do something that's going to make me feel better. It's, but that's the mentality of a drug addict, right? Like I'm, I, I'm relapse or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm withdrawing from an opiate, right? So what does that person do? They go and take the opiate because they want to feel better and they do for a short time and then it wears off and then you feel like shit again, right? So in that simple, you know, analogy, the person needs to stop taking the drug to truly feel better. And that's not the short, easy way to feel better. It's actually the way to feel like shit for a little bit. But to go through that turmoil and to come out the other side, that's where true happiness lies. And so whether it's being addicted to something or just your day-to-day, -day, right? You wake up and you just don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel happy. What are you doing? Do you have a, do you have a goal? Do you have something that you care about that you're focused on, that you're passionate about? Do you have goals that are tied to that? And then do you have a plan that's detailed enough that you can do things daily to accomplish that goal? I would argue that if you do, you're going to have a hard time being as unhappy as some people are without it. And uh, that's where I'm at right now is, is in this machine, right? Of, of continuing to hone. I, I feel like I've really figured out what makes me happy um, in large part. It's an evolving, ever evolving process, but I definitely feel like I'm in that world and it's honing that even more and weeding out even more of the things that if I remove the net benefit by filling it with other things that serve my purpose more is, is better. Right. And that's the hard part. It's easy to remove the things after you get to this kind of, I don't want to say enlightenment, right. But when you're, when you're kind of enlightened on what it is that you care about, 
it's really easy to identify the things that are clearly not in line with that. And you can remove those things, right? But there are other things that do provide some benefit, but they also provide a lot of negative reinforcement, right? Or negative benefit. And so to be able to say, hey, 30% benefit, but 70% negative. And if I actually remove that and fill that time energy with something that's 80% benefit, the net net is going to be so much more. And so you have to start making hard decisions with the things that you do, the people that you hang out with, right? Like hard fact and truth, right? Not everybody is, is somebody who you should have in your life on a regular basis. This is one of the hardest things I think for everybody, it was for me at first, um, you know, because I'm a people pleaser. I didn't want to tell people, no, I didn't, you know, I wanted everybody, I, this person could benefit me in the future, but you know, or the, the, here's a good one, right? Like I've known this person for so long. They've been my friend for so long. Right. And I guess, what do you define as a friend? Because if that person's been there reinforcing the way that you live in a negative fashion, are they really a friend? Or are they somebody who's really reinforcing all the negative aspects about you? That to me is not a friend. A friend is somebody who would challenge you to be better. And maybe that friend is somebody who needs the same kind of help and guidance that you do, but blind can't lead blind. And so, you know, my family always used to have this phrase, you know, and it was, if you lay with dogs, you'll get fleas. And so... I believe that um, a lot of great men have been destroyed by a poor network of people. And so building a network is another key, right? Something that I'm focused on. We've made a decision recently to uh, enroll my oldest son into non-traditional school. And so we've had a lot of people asking us questions about why we've done it. Um, you know, everybody just kind of wakes up every day and thinks about school, right? Public school, you go to school, kindergarten, you're done in, when you're a senior. And there's just this machine. And for me, I wasn't comfortable for a number of reasons, uh, having the government dictate how my child was educated. Um, I don't look for the government to tell me how to do my finances. I don't look to the government to tell me how to eat. I don't look to the government to do a lot of things and not just to be some anarchist, but because when you really step back and look at it, the things that they recommend are not more often than not the best way to achieve the things that at least I want to achieve. And so we've made that decision. And, you know, I'll tell you, there's some criticism that comes along with doing what you believe is right. And Again, when I think back to before, I always thought outside of the box, but the moment I was criticized for it, I certainly started to doubt myself. And uh, you can't do that. You have to have conviction. You have to be willing to listen to criticism and, and hear it and be honest. And you should be your biggest critic yourself. But there's going to be a lot of noise in the world. And so... You can do and say everything you want, but if the moment you hear somebody who has a differing opinion, you get nervous and you shut down and you can't handle that, then you're not as confident in your beliefs as you think you are. And that in and of itself might be the biggest hindrance to your ability to 
have what you really want deep down inside. So um, I hope this has been helpful and beneficial. I've actually enjoyed doing this a little bit more than I thought I would. So I think we kept it to the time that we'd like. I'd tell everybody this, listen, I mentioned go follow on social media and uh, reach out. I appreciate it. Everybody that listens, who reaches out, it truly does mean a lot to hear from you guys, what you enjoy, what you don't. Um, and like I said, more episodes with really cool individuals coming. We've got uh, Ryan Mickler coming up next week from Order of Man. He's an author and successful podcaster. And uh, we had a chat two, three years ago and looking forward to getting him back on. So going to do a lot more podcasts, but certainly appreciate you guys checking this out. Subscribe on the platform that you listen. It's the best way to support this show. Leave reviews if you can. I appreciate that. Listen, it takes like 20 seconds. Go to Apple or Spotify, click uh, you know the stars. Let me know that you guys enjoy it. Tell me why you like it. That's uh, to me, I don't, I don't want to ever charge you guys to listen to the podcast. I want to do this because I enjoy doing it, but those things do mean a lot. And it's a, it's a great way to support the show. So, um, and share it with your friends, right? Send links, tell people like, Hey, listen, check this out. If you think this is going to be beneficial for somebody, um, like I said, I don't want to coach anybody, but maybe this is the encouragement that they need to get their life into the right trajectory. And if that is, well, that's fucking awesome. So appreciate it, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.